This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, July 31st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Chlorpyrifos bill sees contentious debate. H-2A rights bill adds more mandates. Paid family leave could be expanded in California. Bill targeting the granular form of chlorpyrifos advances. Los Angeles Senator Maria Elena Durazo, a former labor leader, argued yesterday the Department of Pesticide Regulation is not doing enough to protect farm workers. She said the granular form of the insecticide chlorpyrifos is still poisoning children despite DPR restrictions and the Newsom administration's ban on the more widely used forms. Her bill, SB 86, would require DPR to submit quarterly use reports on the granular form directly to the legislature. United Farm Workers, a co-sponsor of the bill, labels CDFA Secretary Karen Ross as dangerous for negotiating an exemption on the granular form under the ban. In a committee hearing yesterday, policy advocates for agriculture and Republican Assembly members took issue with the bill and the many statements about farmers. Representing Citrus and several other trade groups, Lauren Nolan Hayek walked the committee through the many safety precautions required for applying the product. Taylor Roshen of the California Farm Bureau added that this bill could lead to invalid reports from a rushed process and cost DPR resources and funding. The committee passed the measure. Bill on H-2A worker rights raises new arguments. A bill aimed at informing H-2A guest workers of their housing and labor rights passed another committee this week. Following a new amendment, the measure now requires ag employers to notify the visiting workers of rights to certain lighting equipment for night work. Industry policy advocates took issue with the bill requiring employers to pay for travel time to the job site. Matthew Allen of Western Growers said this would change state law by mandating voluntary travel time be compensated. He also called the Senate Bill 1102 extraordinarily problematic for granting tenancy rights to employees since employers must provide that housing under the H-2A contract. The California Farm Bureau's Brian Little listed the ways employers are already required to notify workers of their rights. The committee passed the measure. An expansion on paid family leave is gaining support. Senate Bill 1383, a measure to expand paid family leave to two weeks, passed a critical committee this week. Senator Hannabeth Jackson of Santa Barbara introduced the measure after the legislature decided to pull it from the budget package last month to debate it publicly. The measure was introduced last year but failed in the legislature. Jackson argued the bill would help workers at a critical time. The California Chamber of Commerce said the Restaurant Association feared it would devastate small businesses. The measure was changed from targeting businesses with 50 or more employees to businesses with five or more. In opposition, Republican Heath Flora, who represents part of the San Joaquin Valley, spoke from personal experience when he said that starting a business in agriculture involves tight margins and just five or ten employees. Proponents dismiss concerns the bill would hurt small businesses or lead to more litigation against employers. 
FDA releases new protocols for treating water to prevent foodborne illnesses. FDA and EPA have developed a new protocol to guide companies in registering antimicrobial products for treating water used in farm irrigation systems. This is a big, big deal, and it's a major milestone for produce safety, said the FDA's top food safety official, Frank Yanis, at a press call yesterday. The work stems from collaboration with CDFA, the California Leafy Greens Marketing Agreement, and an industry task force. It follows an investigation that found cattle grazing nearby to be the most likely contributor to an E. coli outbreak last year in romaine lettuce from the Salinas Valley. Bozeman vows accountability toward USDA on COVID-19 payments. Arkansas Senator John Bozeman, in line to be the Senate Ag's top Republican of the next Congress, says he'll hold USDA accountable for how it spends future COVID-19 payments to producers. Certainly, we're going to hold their feet to the fire and make sure that these dollars are going to be spent in a way that was broadly outlined with the language we finally came up with, Bozeman told AgriPulse. Bozeman did commend USDA for being able to roll out programs in a matter of weeks, noting that some farm bill programs can take years to implement. Legislation would make all students eligible for school meals because of pandemic. A new bill introduced yesterday by Virginia Democratic Representative Bobby Scott, he also chairs the House Education and Labor Committee, would make all students eligible for the school meals in the upcoming academic year. The Pandemic Child Hunger Prevention Act also would allow schools and nonprofit community partners to operate meal services, including after-school meals and snacks, and allow meals to be available for students learning remotely through the grab-and-go or meal delivery. The bill, co-sponsored by 16 Democrats, is endorsed by a wide variety of groups, including the School Superintendents Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, Feeding America, and the Center for Science and the Public Interest. Biden ESPY to talk rural diversity efforts with Farmer Panel. Presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden will be joined by a former USDA leader today to chat about ag and rural components of his racial equity plan. Mike Espy, an ag secretary during the Clinton administration who is currently running for the Senate in Mississippi, will join Biden and a handful of producers and ag stakeholders for a panel discussion today. Biden's plan includes a pledge to address long-standing inequalities in agriculture, including forming a farmland assistance program to assist in both the purchase of farmland and the ability of black, brown, and native farmers to keep that land. There's also provisions to increase rural broadband spending and boost research funding at historically black colleges. Take note, Biden also pledges to appoint officials at every level of the USDA who have demonstrated a commitment to supporting black, brown, and native farmers and eliminate the USDA's backlog of civil rights complaints. Stabenow, adamant on food assistance increase in coronavirus bill. The Senate Agriculture Committee's top Democrat is insisting the next coronavirus relief bill have more money for food assistance. Senator Debbie Stabenow, Michigan Democrat, says she's had conversations with Chairman Pat Roberts and other top committee Republicans, including Senator John Bozeman of Arkansas, on the subject. 
They are open. I've had good conversations, but no commitments, Stabenow told AgriPulse, referring to those talks. We'll need to see if we can come to an agreement, Bozeman told AgriPulse. A lot of our conferences open and looking. We don't want people going hungry. Stabenow is calling for a 15% increase in maximum benefits for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program and a boost in the minimum monthly benefit from 16 to $30, which is also in the HEROES package passed by the House in May. Here's today's He Said It. None of these people that were in support come from rural communities. None of them. And that's who is going to just get hammered. That Assembly Member Keith Flora on the sponsors of SB 1383. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, July 31st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.